So, what do you want to talk about? Video game. Australia. Australia. I watched a Nova today, and part of it was done in Australia. Wow. It was a Nova about things you can find out by looking at animal poop. <laughs> okay. Well, I happen to have been reading something about that somehow dogs can find out all this kind of stuff from the other dog by smelling their butt. I mean, they're yes. basically yeah, yeah. like even like their age and stuff. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, really? I, I so, believe it. I believe it. Um, well, I, I don't think you really find out much by smelling my poop. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I would really appreciate it if you did not. And even if I did, I don't think I'd learn much, but I'm not even going to try. That's that's solid advice. You sound a little congested. So I'll talk about that on the show. Okay. And apparently you, 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 uh, you were told you, your son was saying that you couldn't use your phone. This, this also relates to poop. Okay. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, alrighty then. He um, he was yelling at me because I left to go use the bathroom, and then I was like, said something on the Slack while I was in there. You're not allowed. Apparently not. Well, he wanted me to like finish and come back out and play with him. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh. I I could just propose that we just just do some random stuff. I would agree. I, I was going to suggest that if we if you didn't like, I, okay. I, I, I think we just we do our butt first and we just go back and forth until we feel like we're done. Okay. All right. Good. Let's go. Okay, Alex, you have to shut up. Right. Yes, I was mean. I'm sorry, but I am I am a mean, horrible person, so it makes sense. That is true. Hmm. You're the meanest, horrible person. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's 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 do this. Okay. Are you, shushify. Shushify yourself, Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. But, unfortunately, since Abus May is sick today, I will be the host. No. Sit down. Ah. Anyway, it's just after 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is here today. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. So, you know. You don't sound good. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so we are going to do our butt first. First, uh, yes. y- you know, Yvonne and I will talk about whatever thing, and then 
uh, for our regular segments. We're not picking anything big. We're just going to do the whole thing potpourri style. I'm, I'm sticking with potpourri. Potpourri! Because Yvonne likes potpourri better than uh, whatever we used to say. Potpourri smells good. Yes. And so does poo. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll just go back and forth on topics until we feel like we're done and we've had enough. Probably not. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so uh, we'll we'll do our butt first first, and I will go first with the subject that everybody's been talking about. Yeah, I, I, I feel awful. What the hell happened? So I'll, I'll tell you, like, um, first of all, my wife had something or other, like, towards the end of, like, starting Sunday, Sunday, Monday. Then Alex. What happened was mom got sick, then I got sick, and mom got better. Then I got better and dad got sick, but I'm still not better. There, there you go. Uh, so, so, so there's the summary. But like for me, it really started coming on to, you know, in the last 24 hours, like even in the last like eight hours, um, like I, I woke up feeling a little bit off. Like I, I, I had, um, I'd slept eight hours plus, but I still woke up exhausted. Um, I felt a little bit nauseous in the morning. I took Alex to school. I started to try to do some work and I just was like having a really hard time, like getting my head to like focus on anything to get any sort of concentration. Um, and, um, uh, and you know, I had headache and, and what you can hear, uh, Yvonne said, I sounded congested. I'm not actually congested very much at all, but I'm losing my voice. And I'm getting a sore throat. Um, And and so that's fun. Um, And I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting like the occasional hot and cold sort of chills, but I do not have a fever. I took my temperature a number of times and yes, I took a COVID test too. I I tested negative. So I don't know what this is that apparently has gone through my whole family. Luckily, it seems like at least for the other people in the family, it's only lasted like less than 24 hours really um well maybe it it lingers a little bit but the like really bad part only lasts for 24 hours and i guess it's not really bad but you still sent me to school and i still sent him to school but but um but yeah so i i like right now i'm like feeling hot i'm like sweaty my my yeah you know whatever and so like so yeah, I, I, I just, it, it's just, and it's one of those things where it's like, I can't, it, it's, it's just a weird combination of symptoms and I'm like just tired and like, I, I took a short nap like a little while ago. I had a, the, the, the Nova I was talking about before the show started, um, I slept through about half of it. Um, and that helped a little bit. I ate a little bit that helped a little bit, but like, it's still like, like, I don't know. It just. And and one of the things I want to say about this is presumably this isn't COVID, but things are starting to go around again because everybody's being less careful. Nobody's wearing masks anymore and forget about COVID entirely. At this point, I'm like, everybody should freaking wear masks all the freaking time anyway for all the other things like regular colds and flus and all this stuff. Like it was nice not having that. Well, to be fair, you know, one of the things that this is uh, 
done is made us more more uh, susceptible to. Yeah, true, true. Unfortunately, so it, it's kind of like a double edged sword uh, by not being exposed to the darn colds. Um, uh, look, I, I will say that Manu, look, Manu had t- not wanting to go to school, but so far, as far as I know, Manu has never faked being sick because not wanting to go to school. Mm. Okay. Um, but, and, and, and I didn't listen to him yesterday. He said he felt, a, he, he wasn't feeling well. And he you made he him go sick. anyway. Sounds familiar. And like, they called me from school and they said, look, him. he is crying. He's not feeling well. He needs to go home. And I'm like, it's just, but you know, I'm not doing this again. It never, it, I, I keep thinking that maybe he's just exaggerating it so far. Anytime that he said that he's been sick, he has been sick. Yeah. And not, a, a, Alex, not, Alex, Alex here keeps telling me the same thing. Like that I, whenever I've made him go to school and I'm like, well, you don't seem sick. Yeah. You, you know that it, it, there's always something going on. He is not just, he, he fully admits to hating school and not wanting to go to school, but he's like, but I'm not faking when I say I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well, darn it. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, sometimes it's just, yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes it's just being tired or allergies or something like that. And I'm like, that's not good enough. You're not contagious, but you know, it, at the same time, it, it, you know, did that look what happened yeah and now now everybody in the family has been sick 20 minutes after you dropped me off mom was like oh maybe it's what i had right so so anyway so anyway yeah i i i i i do feel like okay okay i feel it now i probably have what he had and he did miss i did keep him out of school a couple of days this week but then i was like okay but but then I was like, okay, you're you're good. Go to school. And uh, anyway, but yeah, there's there's clearly something going around, and I probably should have kept him home again. But I, I'm he's missed so much school. I'm like, God damn it, he has to go to school. Well, Manu anyway. hasn't missed much school, but he, he today he had to come home, and then tonight, I don't know, he was, uh, I don't know, he was lying in bed and he he he, he vomited some. So I don't know what the hell the deal. Was. Nice. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I promised Alex I would do a couple things with him after after we're done recording the podcast, and I'll do that. But like, I, I feel like just going and crashing immediately. And this also, like, I, I was supposed to, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody for lunch tomorrow. Uh, and I was already going, you know, like we, we arranged to meet somewhere that's like, well, it, it is indoors, but very well ventilated, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Cause like numbers are way down, blah, blah, blah. That'll be fine. But now I'm like, but I feel like crap. Yeah. But, tonight. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I have to, I, I'm going back and forth with just texting him right now and saying, look, you know, sorry, I, I'm I sick. Can't meet you. Or yeah. whether I wait till tomorrow morning and see how I feel because for everybody else in the family, this didn't last very long, you know, let's just get my heads up that maybe you're, you're feeling sick. You're going to see how you're feeling tomorrow. You know? <sighs> yeah. 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 The, uh, so, we'll see we'll see uh, well, well yeah anyway i'm actually going on my first business trip you didn't Ooh. Ooh. I, said, I posted it our slack you didn't say anything i know i did not say anything i did see it though so this is your first business trip since the this whole thing started this so, is my first business trip since march 2020 
Uh, so this is insane. Uh, yeah. So how are you feeling about this? Where is 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 it, is it like it's someplace not a big exotic? Deal. I'm going. No, I'm going. Well, well, for a lot of people it would be not to me. I'm going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So let's, I got a, I got a whole bunch of business going on there. So, I, so how saying. do you fe- how do you feel about it? That's no, fine. It's no big deal. I mean, I, I mean, I'm. Especially since I'm going to Puerto Rico, it's not exactly like really like you know, it's two hours. I mean, it's like a two and a half hours each. You know, each way. I mean, it's not I mean, a big flight. I, this, this is not you not going to Hong flight. Kong or something. It, exactly, it's not a big flight. I'm going to Puerto Rico. It's like I have so much family there anyway. It's not like if something goes wrong over there, like I can't call like my my cousin, my aunt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just you know, it's. It's, you know, it's whatever. So, I mean, th- this could have been its own topic, but since you're talking about your travel, how do you feel about the whole thing with the the lawsuit and the mask mandates and on the planes and all this kind of stuff? Like, they were going to be dropped in a couple weeks anyway, but... Ah, uh, I mean, uh, I, look, I'm probably... I, I mean, I, I've been wearing a mask in public regardless in most places. I, I'm probably going to be wearing a mask regardless um, on a flight. I mean, it seems like the most prudent thing to do. I mean, it's what I've been doing. I've said, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be consistent. I mean, the advice is to still wear one anyway. The fact that it, it is not like the CDC dropped the advice. No, the CDC hasn't dropped the advice, but the mandate has been dropped. Nobody's going to be enforcing it. So there'll be lots of unmasked people. Uh, I got a whole bunch of KN95s in there. They're pretty comfortable. I'll wear one of those. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess the, the, the question that's going to turn up for this, and I think this is with the dropping of mandates everywhere, not just on planes. Because frankly, like, you know, there are, Look, I'm just. Uh, of, 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 wait, of, where are you already getting into? Wait, wait, wait! You're you're hijacking my my. Oh, sorry, my sorry. Continue. I thought you okay. were pretty much done with your topic because you're like, yeah, it's not going to be a no, big deal. No, no, okay, no. Okay, what I, tell what me the rest. What tell I me will the rest. say. Well, the, what what? There's a couple of interesting things about it. Okay, that happened in terms of booking it. First okay. thing is that I went to book it, and um, it, it <laughs> for whatever reason, the travel that I needed to do needed a. Uh, higher approval levels. Okay. All right. Oh, within your company. Yeah. So that's fine. I, I got that. That wasn't a big deal. But then I haven't flown in so long. Okay. That I, and I'm new at this company. I, 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 I had not set up properly my travel profile. Okay. And so, so here's the thing. I had to do the reservation by phone. Okay. Okay. I could not do it online. Oh, uh, uh, very annoying. Okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's well it was the more annoying thing was that i had to wait there was a long hold time oh okay okay probably like 20 minutes um so i mean i got with the agent knowledgeable person okay which that that made it relatively quick and painless to make the reservation uh but the one thing is that then she realized she pulled up my travel profile and when i joined the company because of how travel was basically almost like barred. I didn't finish filling out my profile. So mm. my information wasn't in there. My name was wrong. Okay. 
which caused the problem when they try to put in my frequent flyer number. Well, I hadn't even put in my frequent flyer number, so none of the information's there. And so, okay, so I had to give her some of the numbers. One got rejected. Uh, anyway, it, it, it was a mess. And then here's one thing that happened. Um, so they tell me, what's the, okay, I, 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 I'm going to Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, I will rent a car. Most travel internet, you know, most travel almost anywhere. If I fly in a continental U.S. Uh, and Puerto Rico, it's the only places that I will rent a car. Puerto Rico, I rent a car. I know I might way around. I rent a car. I will not rent a car if I go to Mexico or Brazil or wherever else. Okay, I just you know there I I I, I get driven around, but I will rent a car. So they say, okay. So I ask, well, what's the preferred uh, rental car company? Avis. And I'm like, Jesus, Avis. I'm I take like, it you don't like Avis. No, it's not that. Well, I it, I haven't rented a car from Avis in over 20 years. <laughs> and okay. so do you have your membership number? <laughs> what the hell? No. <laughs> um, so um, I don't have a number um, from them. I don't know if you recall, we use, I used to rent cars from Avis all the time. Whenever I rented a car. Yeah, no, we had I don't recall. I have no well, idea. <laughs> well, it, it, well, I, well, the reason I mentioned it, well, you should recall because the, the van that I rented that got broken into was, was Avis. from Avis. Okay. And, and those guys were not very happy about that. J- j- okay? just, just since, you know, there was a college trip that Yvonne and I went to, to, um, uh, was it the inauguration it was the inauguration yes yes uh so who's it george w bush clinton clinton, clinton. clinton. It, was a, it was a clinton inaugural second clinton inauguration i believe no uh, first first okay first clinton inaug- see i'm i'm anyway the point is we rented a van for this because we had a whole bunch of radio equipment and stuff uh and a number got, of people and a number of people were there and so it got parked near my dad's house where we were staying while we were there to save on hotels and stuff and uh, it got broken into and a bunch of radio equipment stolen uh in you know in that evening uh while we were there and as yvonne said it was an avis uh rental it was a it was a it was a either was the it was the pontiac transport or one of its siblings it was it was one of those okay here's a problem that happened okay so I go go to Avis. Okay, we were there locally. We can't drive. We you know we're in DC. We can't drive to Pittsburgh with a blown out window. So mm-hmm. I go over to the we I go over to renter and they swap the rental. Okay, they give us another one. Here's the rub. Okay, I I get there and we had taken out a seat from yes. the van. Yes. Okay. And, and, the, and, the car and, had removable seats. Yes. Uh, there, and these are removable, not a whole bench, a bucket seat from the back. In order right. to put the luggage in, I needed to put it, and I put it in my in my apartment. Well, the seat was in Pittsburgh. The van's in freaking D.C. I basically had to tell them, well, it was stolen. Yes. I mean, I mean what, 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 what am I going to do? So we we went back to to uh to 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 Pittsburgh, dropped off this van. Yes. I know that location was pissed because they refused that location. Not Avis in general, but that location refused to rent me other cars again. Mm. Okay. They were not thrilled, okay, with the whole thing. Um and then we had this car seat 
Yes. Um, that do you still have it? Yes. Oh, you do. I still have the car seat. It is in my garage right now. Oh my God. There you go. <laughs> Some 20 years later, 20, 30, almost 30. Yes. No, okay. not almost 30 Wait, this year. Actually 30, 30 years. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yes. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yes. I still have the seat. It is, it is in my garage. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, so, I hope the so, statute yes. of limitations has passed. I'm pretty sure at 30 <laughs> years, I think we're in the clear on this. One. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, I, 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 now I, I just, I just noticed that I got an email and roll in Ava's preferred. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll have to enroll in Ava's preferred. But anyway, I am, you know, I got, uh, uh, I, I need to, I'm trying to uh, build some relationships with some people. It's just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get some people to sign some stuff. So I'm going to have to go down there and just, I know a lot of people are working from their offices and I'm just going to go down there and, and do that. And, and there's a lot of people that are right now, just, just the level of like in-person meetings and things that are happening has escalated substantially. And mm. there's conferences and other stuff happening. And I don't know. So anyway, so there you go. I am going to finally, after over two years, going to go on a business trip. The longest hiatus, I will say, in my adult career. Nice. And you'll you'll have to report back on like, was it worth it? Like when you actually go on the business trip, do you end up achieving things that could not have just as easily been achieved with a video conference or whatever. There, there is the one thing that, that I will say that is that when I'm on a business trip and I am away from home, I am a lot more focused on being able to do work mm. while I'm on the trip than, than, than at other, than at other times. Um, no, there's a lot less distractions. Cause there's not the that, office that, distractions and the other stuff or whatever. Just that makes sense. On. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, your agenda is wall to wall, you know, work. Okay. Even when we get back to the hotel or whatever. So that's been my experience. So, well, so we'll I, see if that holds up. Yeah. Well, I, I will admit my agenda today was thrown completely off by feeling sick. Like I tried to do work for a while, but it just, it, it, nothing was clicking. And at a certain point I gave up. I'm like, okay. I, I'm done. I'm going to just sit Told here. Your boss, he said, look, I'm out. Done. Yeah, I, I mean, well, you know, actually, I, I, I didn't actually tell my boss. I, I there was one meeting I had in the late afternoon, and I rescheduled it for Monday. And I'm like, I'm not feeling good. We'll do this Monday, um, and I'll, I'll try to pick up with the stuff I was doing. I mean, like what I was working on today, I was trying to do some revisions to a document and stuff like that. And my brain just was not working. Yeah, like, it's I very got, hard when you're feeling like that to go with like, yeah, I, I mean, do that. I was working on a little bit. I made a little bit of a couple edits here and there, but I, I, it's like I would do a little bit and then I'd like realize that half an hour had passed and I hadn't typed a single word, you know, and I, and not like this doesn't happen to me anyway. Like when I'm writing, like sometimes like 
my writing process is write a little bit and then pace a little bit and look at something else and then come back look, to as it. As far as but, I know, your damn writing process is actually procrastinating to the end. And then like at, at the deadline, then a barrage of words come out that actually come out pretty well written, by the way, and just get deposited on there and maybe FedEx later to the person that needed them afterwards because, you know, because you missed the deadline by a few hours. Yes. I believe you are referring to a paper I did once in college, but yes, that is a common pattern of mine. Yes. Is to, is to go slowly until the very end and then go quickly and bang something out. Yes, that is true. But, um, but in any things don't change. Yeah. Some things do not change. That will probably always be the case with me. But, uh, but yeah, at a certain point I was like, this isn't working. Nothing is happening. I'm I'm just going to sit here. I will say that I have, uh, become more proactive as I've gotten older and not letting stuff wait. Mm. So like, for example, tomorrow I have a, I have two presentations that I have tomorrow. Uh, 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 one at 10 AM and one at 11 AM with two different customers. And, you know, uh, I, I, at a, my boss set one of them, one of my bosses, you know, set one of them up. And he had mentioned about uh, doing some, uh, you know, I showed him the slide set that I've been using and he, he wanted to add a couple of things. Okay. And so I went and, um, you know, I, this afternoon I, I, I went and I, I, I ran a couple of errands, um, grabbed some coffee and I was like, you know, but sometime I'm like, okay, let me get this done now. I want to make sure to get this done early in time. So we get a look at this. And so, proactively enough that I had prepared the slide set, the draft already by the time that my boss goes and thinks, Hey, remember to do the slides. Oh, I already did here. Here you go. Nice. See, instead of like, you know, scrambling at that moment. And I, and I got to admit that I have gotten probably more proactive with my age, uh, than before. And I know that's counterintuitive. Um, but I feel more, uh, well, one thing is that I try to do also, I try not to overstuff my agendas. Mm. I am very proactive at pushing away meetings. Okay. Just not, just trying not to overdo it. Okay. Like if you don't need that, you don't, do, you just say no or no. say, can we do an email or whatever? Exactly. And so what I do with that is that it leaves me more time to be able to, you know what, you can't just be consistently blurting out output for 12 hours straight, seven days a week. Okay. That's exhausting. I can't do it. I I will get stuff out. I need some breaks. Okay. I mean, and and you're saying, well, you know, well, if you were at the office, you wouldn't do that bullshit. I would, I'd fucking do that. That's what I did. I go and I, 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 I do some work and then I go grab a cup of coffee, hang out, chit chat with some people. Then mm-hmm. I go back and do some shit. I, I wasn't just sitting there banging out content like nonstop. Hell, I got pictures of me sitting at the office reading a newspaper that I found uh, that I was showing a friend of mine the other day because I was like, okay, well, okay, I'm done with this. Well, back then we had newspapers. I'm like, well, let me go read the paper for a little bit before I, I keep working on some, some other crap. Okay. So yeah. So I, I, I can't just bang that out. So, so I make sure that my day isn't like wall to wall calls. Okay. Right. All right. I, I have calls. 
Like I have three tomorrow. Okay. I had three today. I had two today. Um, I had three yesterday, but, but you see, it leaves enough white space there for me to take care of this stuff and not be, you know, just, I, I see some people and I'm like, Oh, I'm on wall-to-wall calls. I'm like, look, you're on wall-to-wall calls. How the hell do you get any of the other shit that you got to do get done? And Mm -hmm. how's your brain, like, not about ready to explode? Well, actually, a lot of people, I talk to them, and their stress level is at, you know, 10,000. I'm like, well, of course it is. Now, I I will say that um, I know that I'm able to bang out in, like, short spurts more than... Some people really take a long time to produce some of these documents. I usually will sit down and, like, when I get focused, it's like, I'll do draft. It comes out pretty quick. The second time that I'm looking through it, I'm just just double-checking, cleaning it up. Let's check mistakes. Let's make sure shit is not wrong, whatever. But most of these first drafts right now, especially because I'm familiar now with the... I've already done a lot of these presentations on our on our portfolio and services, and we can do whatever now. They, they're, they're coming out pretty... I mean, I, I, I've, I'm mastering now the content at this moment, so it's it's not that bad. But anyway, but that's what I'm doing right now. So, yeah, so I yeah. should be going, getting on an airplane for a two and a half hour flight. Excellent. Good job. Amazingly enough. OK, and with that, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll start alternating topics until we feel like we're done. Back after this. And with that, I would like to remind people that if they would like to get a spot on the curmudgeon's corner rotation, that is not me making yodeling noises. Get in touch with us. All the con- all the contact stuff is at the end of the show. You know, talk about yodeling. That was that 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 game in the the Price is Right. There was a oh yeah, there was a yodeling game. Yes, the little mountain climber went up the mountain. Yes, when, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they probably still have that. That show's I'm still sure, on. Probably, right? yeah. It's that a, show's it's got a new on. host, but you know, it's still wait. On. Is it a, wait? Bob Barker's not dead. Uh, I think he is. is Bob but Barker he retired dead? anyway before he. Oh, okay. You're gonna That's check. Not, now. What's his name? I, I, what, what's, what's this guy that's hosting everything? It's not Steve Harvey, is he? Or he seems like Steve Harvey is hosting everything lately. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, or, or Bob, no, who's the other guy? Bob Barker stopped hosting The Price and Right. The Price is Right. The what? <laughs> Bob Barker stopped hosting The Price and Right in The Price is Right <laughs> in 2007. But you are right. He is still alive. He is 98 years old. You, you fucking almost killed him again. He's totally not dead. Oh, he will be soon. Oh, it's not that soon. <laughs> Bob Barker. By, by the way, it did say that he hosted it recently over here. What does it say? Active 2017. Did he do something in 2017 with the prices priced? Well, at least that's what they called. They called it the prices priced on, on the Flintstones. The prices priced. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. A- a- anyway. Um, oh, and uh, you want to know uh, who, who's, who's the current host? 
Uh, the current host is is That's Drew Carey. It's Drew is Carey. It? There we go. Ah, whatever, Drew Carey. Oh wait, there there are other people too. <laughs> I mean, Drew Carey, Steve Harvey, whatever. It's like I don't know, funny black. I mean, funny fat people. I mean, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They all look alike. I mean, I don't know. Don't they? I mean, anyway. I I I, I don't know. Tweet. <laughs> Some, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, they've they've had some they've had some guest hosts and stuff too. Apparently, I don't know. You know, if you care, go to the Wikipedia page for Prices Right. I I don't I don't care enough to read more right now. <laughs> That's a Brew Barker, Dennis James. There's a oh because there's a nighttime one. Yeah. No, wow. No, that was no. That's old. That was like. There's a nighttime one back way back when in the olden days. I was it? I, I, I don't. I, you're, you're confusing me. Okay, and so so we... there was a prime time. There was a daytime version and a prime time version of Price is Right. And I remember this because this was utterly confusing to me. Like one time because I I, I watched a, a, a Price is Right was on CBS. I watched the daytime edition for many years. Okay. All right. Uh, and then for some reason, um, and I think the channel that I watched CBS, they didn't carry the nighttime one. And then a whole bunch, then a few times, all of a sudden I tuned in at night. I see the price is right. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Show is it on at night? What is going You know, I think okay, I'm so, losing so, my mind. So here we, the, the nighttime show went from 1972 to 1980, 300 mm-hmm. episodes. Then it stopped. Then it went on again from 1985 to 86, 170 episodes. The daytime version, as of 2019, hit 9,000 episodes. So it must Holy be coming up on 10,000 now. Damn. 9,000 episodes. Yeah. What? That's a long time. Holy smokes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway should, 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 since I started the, but first, should I uh, pick the first topic for the, the regular back and forth? I topic? wanted to pick the first topic. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. Who am I talking about? Oh, I, I, well, I, I was, I, I, my first thought was you were going to talk about the, um, uh, the, 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 them having to kill a whole bunch of chickens because of the, the chicken flu or whatever it was. What? No, okay, no, I didn't hear. There, 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 there's, there's a chicken shortage because they're having to kill all kinds of chickens because there's for, for the love of going. God, what the hell? <laughs> really? <laughs> something like that. I mean, I, I, I think it's not quite big enough that everybody is noticing it nationwide yet, but there is some sort of bird flu, like spreading <laughs> amongst chickens and whatever. But no, you are, you, you are instead, you are talking about. Um, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Ah, yes. Real yes. chickens. Or Farkhorn I mean, Leghorn. Yeah. No, no. It, it's those clowns. So tell us what happened. Well, I mean, the, listen, I was not watching this today as it unfolded. I did because I was actually pretty busy, like I mentioned, with presentations and customers and stuff. And I, I went and I see... Tonight, well, I, I went and I backtracked a little bit. Okay, yeah. First, I see this audio about, um, you know, January 6th, which was recorded a few days later, 
that confirmed some reporting that I had uh, I had that I had read about regarding um, how the Republicans basically had said that that Kevin McCarthy specifically I remember he said it that he had heard that he had had it with with Trump and that he wanted him out. Okay. Well, if if you I read remember that in the it, story a few days ago. Well, but if okay? you remember well, well, even the timeline of well, let me yeah, tell you but, the timeline of how I heard this. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And then, then tonight I go and I see on Twitter that Rachel Maddow is playing an audio clip of him talking with Liz Cheney, basically f- flat out saying it. Okay, we're asking him to resign. We're fed up with this. Bada bada ba. He's he's saying it flat out. And then I see right afterwards, I read that today early in the morning that Kevin McCarthy had actually issued a categorical denial in writing about this reporting and that that had ever happened. And then then at night, then we get the audio tapes of him saying exactly what he had categorically had denied about 10, 12 hours ago. That's how I got this. Yeah. So what what I was going to say is, for those of you who remember, I mean, even when it was happening, right after January 6th, in the couple weeks right after that, there were public statements from both Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, you know, condemning what had happened, very negative. There was reporting going on that people were saying that, uh, you know, McConnell might actually be on board with the impeachment and ready to vote for the president's impeachment. There was, and there was reporting on all kinds of back and forth and are the Republicans finally going to dump him? And the leadership was very unhappy, blah, blah, blah. And then of course that disappeared very, Mm -hmm. very quickly. Um, and the new reporting that has come out in the last couple of days is apparently there's a book coming out. And so once again, we have one of these things where there's some reporter that has some really juicy details and rather than report it at the time, they save it for a book, but which that's got its own issues. But anyway, the, the, as part of the preview publicity for this book, they're reporting on exactly how upset and how far along the Republican leadership was towards pushing the 25th Amendment, pushing for resignation, saying they were absolutely done with Trump, they would go along with impeachment, etc. But this time period lasted maybe two weeks. Right. You know, because basically what happened is they realized during those two weeks that while they were making comments like this, they were getting pushback lots of pushback. And it became clear that the Republican base was not abandoning Donald Trump. That in fact, that wasn't sort of an extreme like minority group within the Republicans, but it was actually a, at this point, a mainstream Republican position that yes, the election was stolen. And yes, this was you know, perhaps a justified thing that happened on January 6th, or at the very least, least, at the very least, blown out of proportion and nothing big really happened there. It wasn't a big deal. And they kind of realized that if they went out on this ledge and were supporting the impeachment or calling for resignation or anything else like this, that that would probably mean the end of their careers within the Republican Party. 
Uh, and so they backed right off that. Now, of course, this ignores the effects that leadership can potentially have. Like if you have a strong leader actually saying this is beyond the pale, we can't support this anymore, blah, 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 they could potentially bring more people along with them. But it, it seems their evaluation, and they quite possibly were right, uh, was that if they did do that, it wouldn't miraculously bring the Republican Party back to sanity, but instead it would just result in them no longer being part of the party. Uh, just like what's happening uh, with Kinzinger, Kinzinger and Cheney right now anyway. Well, I think that, but but the, the main reason is because it, it's like everything. If it's three people, five people that raise their voices, it's very hard to to overcome something like that. Uh, I mean, the, it, it, it's been re repeatedly said over and over that more it, in many cases, more than half of Republicans elected. Uh, okay. And, and the house and Senate have been appalled by Trump, but none yes. of them would actually say it. I mean, and this, this and, is one and of the that, things and that's the problem. Yeah. This it? is one of the things we've been talking about since 2015. You know, this is not new. This is, you know, the elected Republicans were universally appalled by Donald Trump. But when he starts winning, they fall in line. That's right. And they just shut up and do what they, I mean, you know, you, you see these clips occasionally from the campaign in 2015 and 2016 of like Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and all of these folks talking about, you know, how bad Donald Trump is. Right. And, and then, you know, the second it was clear he won, they shut up and they changed not, their tune. Not just shut up. I mean, the, I mean, you know, they, they have been, they flipped entirely. They, yes. they, yeah, they, they changed their tune. They got on board. They became cheerleaders, etc. And, and for a few brief moments, some of those people said things after January 6th, but then right back to form as soon as it was clear that this thing wasn't going to like destroy Donald Trump immediately. Right. And, and, I, and I think that's the whole, that's the thing. I mean, they, they, they just have, no, no, I mean, it, it, when it's just one of them, three of them, it, it's, it's, I, I mean, it, it's impossible to, um, well, and, and like you said though, like when you have, Time and time again, we've heard like that in private Republicans say X, Y, Z, and the number of elected Republicans uh, who were appalled by Donald Trump probably was more than half of the caucus, but yeah. the number who, and if they all sort of came out together, it would be a force, but right. at any given time, the ones who are actually brave enough to do that are you know, like what, what the, the number that voted for the second impeachment ended up being like, what, eight? I forget the exact something number. Like so, some, yeah. Something like that. It was like less that. than 10. It was less than 10. It was more than the previous impeachment, which was only Romney. It was the most ever of the president's party in an impeachment, but it still was not that many. No. <laughs> and it wasn't enough to get sort of a groundswell where people who were scared would feel they had cover to do it or anything like that. Um, and 
yeah. Um, yeah, so the Republican Party, we're a bunch of sniveling cowards. That should be their motto on a t-shirt. And, 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 and yeah. And the thing is, what we found out through all this, the I mean, the reason they're scared is real. It's because the people who show up at Republican primaries at this point are dominated by the crazies. Yep. So they have good reason to feel that if they tried to be reasonable, if they tried to be, you know, actually care about the truth and actually say flat out, yes, you know, Biden did win the election. Yes, Donald Trump is corrupt. Yes, Donald Trump knew nothing about anything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then they know they would get primaried and they would probably lose. Now, having said that, and you know, I guess m- maybe we can transition to a topic from me. Um, one of the things that has been playing out lately is the question of whether Donald Trump's ability to control the Republican Party is fading at all. And one of the tests of that are these various primary battles that are going on right now for Republican offices all over the country. Donald Trump has been going on a huge spate of um, endorsements. And, uh, you know, pick pick a race anywhere in the country. He's probably endorsing somebody. He's endorsing people at a greater rate this year than he was back in 2020. Um, And he's, you know, endorsed his normal share of sort of crazies um, and of people who are not currently doing all that well in the polls. So one of the questions that's sort of thrown out there is, well... If a bunch of these people who Donald Trump has endorsed lose in the Republican primaries, forget about the general election, lose in the primaries, uh, will that break any of his hold on the party and break this fear that we were talking about so that people... The thing is, it's not breaking, it may break Trump's hold, but it's not breaking the, the lunatic's hold on the party. Well, yeah, this is a distinction I was going to bring up in a second. Um, There is a very distinct difference between those two things. Um, You may get a situation where Trump and his endorsements are shown to be somewhat ineffectual and that he's not winning that often and he's not able and people that he's saying are awful will still win. That may happen. Um, But. Whether or not it's Donald Trump, we what has been exposed over the last few years is still that it's the crazies dominating the process. You know, they may decide at some point to be crazy about somebody else and not about Donald Trump. But- and, and and I, I, and I it, let me correct something. Yeah, these people may not be crazy in of itself, but I, they well, and, and to be clear, I'm not talking in a method. medical clinical sense. Right, yeah. it, but it, but it, it's the this divisive, um, you, you know, culture war message that the and also lion propaganda message works. Yes, basically, you know, uh, I, I got a governor who spends every day of the week looking at not at solving any problem, but at figuring out how to say that math textbooks are 
you know, CRT. CRT. Um, yeah, and, and I, how, how, you know, teachers are, or, you know, you can't use, you know, language about sexual orientation because you're grooming kids into being gay. Now, everything, it's just one after the other after the other. Well, and, and to be clear, DeSantis is one of the potential beneficiaries if Trump does fade. Correct. Like, this is one of those situations where... He is looking hard at, 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 at taking that mantle. The other guy that's trying to do it is Greg Abbott in Texas. Mm-hmm. where he was also aggressively doing this kind of stuff. One of the things that he was doing, he was hiring buses to put migrants and send them to Washington. Yes. We're also like right now, we're right after the CBP checkpoints. He was setting up his own checkpoints to stop trucks acro- coming across the border. Okay. Which all it did was slow down commerce because no one was getting in on those vehicles. It's just, you know, it's just more, you know, show. And it's like, it, it, these guys are trying to out Trump Trump. Yeah. And, 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 you know, yes, absolutely. I, and, and, and I think the question here is, it is a race to the bottom in terms of the racism, the homophobia, this the general fear of modernity. Um, and and that's part of what that is the character of today's Republican Party. Um, and you know, you're you're what we used to call sort of the rational, normal, moderate Republicans, um, it's been a long time since they mattered at all. Um, yeah. they and don't matter. I mean, business, pro business, whatever. I mean, DeSantis today just decided to freaking attack one of the biggest employers in the state. Yeah, I, I, I had a whole topic lined up to ask you about later about everything DeSantis has been doing. You want to shift right into that? Oh, God, do I have to talk about this <laughs> asshole? Yes, yes, you do. So what? What's what's this DeSantis versus Disney crap? And uh, at, at every, you know, the, and he's, there. There have been anti-abortion laws recently signed. There's been redistricting stuff. There's the Disney stuff. Uh, there's the CRT stuff you mentioned earlier with the math books and everything else. There's the don't say gay. What what the hell is going on in your state, Yvonne? Uh, DeSantis is trying to place himself as the leader of the culture war along with Abbott, like you said, right? Is that, so this is all this is about. This guy wants to run for president. This guy's plan is to run for president. I mean, it seemed clear for a while now that his plan, like, like you said, he, 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 or like I said, whoever said it, um, he's positioning himself so that if Trump does not run, either for health issues or just like his influence falls apart or for whatever. It's beyond that. I think this guy is planning on running. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. These guys want to rest the party from Trump and they want to out Trump Trump. But they, but to be clear, the important part here is they want to rest the party from Trump by being even worse. Correct. <laughs> you know, yes, they don't, correct. they don't want, they, this is not like some, this is not like Mitt Romney trying to take over no, the party again. No, or no, like no. They, this is, this is by, we are going to, 
be more Trumpy than Trump. Yes. I mean, I mean DeSantis the, will go to a school meeting with like kids and berate the kids because they were wearing masks. Um, you know, uh, he will attack anybody and insult anybody, and he will just take on anybody. Okay, it, it, any anything that can be a wedge issue of any sort, he is he is taking it and mil and it just you know, throwing, you know, gasoline on every one of those fires. I mean, it was, well, the redistricting right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he decided to just, you know, take on the redistricting. And the main thing that the, his redistricting plan will do is reduce the number of black majority, uh, uh, districts, districts for the, yeah, he's getting rid of the house to us. Yeah. Yeah. So is it working? Because it seems like, you know... I, I think it's definitely working. For, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any polling numbers of him in general. I I, I haven't. Uh, but I think his base is eating this up. The people he is trying to, to, to court. But you have to remember, the last, all the previous Florida gubernatorial races have been decided by less than one point. Right. Less than one point. They have been razor, razor, razor thin. And so, look, um, it's very tough for me to tell if this really will work or not. I I don't know at this point. I don't know. I, I mean... Are, are there enough people somewhere in the middle right now that um, that that would swing enough to to make that paper thin difference matter? Well, like if, if if all of this stuff the base eats up, it strengthens him within the Republican side of things. Like you said, the the general election stuff is another story. Um, do you, do you think all this Disney stuff is, do you think any of this stuff is really going to backfire on him in a way that it turns people off that are in the middle? Like whether it's Disney oh, or don't say that's gay or really anything. in the middle, think the guy is a lunatic. Mm. Anybody who is a true middle person. Um, but it's just, I don't know if there's enough to make a difference in this state. I, I just don't know. You know, oh, look, we have been talking about 20 plus years of this damn state being this razor thin, you right. know, at that margin. I mean, you know, gore by a couple of hundred votes. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Jesus. Right. And, and, and you never have seemed to be able to like, you know, like lots of lots of states have had sort of a clear trend over yeah. the years. Florida just is staying right there in the middle for 20 over 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I thought Obama won twice and I thought, hell, you know, maybe we've got this now. Right. But we lost the governorship anyway. And both of the governorship races were razor thin margin. And even after Trump won in, in 2006, the, 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 you know, the Santos won. 2016, DeSantis won by pff, not, I mean, I think it was a tenth of a point. 
It was stupidly small margin. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's betting on the fact that, look, he had been, before he was elected, this, uh, this combative, this divisive. I had actually thought when he first became governor, I'd seen some hope because he had, you know, he had pushed through uh, a couple of very, um, how do I say, things that were inclusive. Uh, like he solved an issue with funding for special education in Florida that kept kept it every year uh, being uh, underfunded. Uh, that 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 there was you know for months there would be no money for uh, kids in the special education programs and then it would all arrive four or five months later when the legislature broke a logjam so he fixed that for example he promised more money for Everglades restoration and to you know to reduce the effects of uh, of all this runoff from agricultural areas and stuff and you were like wow and he talked about um um. Uh, legalizing marijuana and some stuff but that was for a couple of months at first and then after that he realized you know what this isn't winning me an election fuck this mm. you know and just you know pulled the shtick DeSantis is no moron DeSantis is a Harvard educated guy okay he's a freaking you know elite okay <laughs> yes he's just a freaking grifter so, like, let's talk about the Disney one for a second. Like, uh, the, he, he pushed and the legislature enacted, and he's apparently going to sign momentarily if he hasn't already, uh, something basically Disney had special status going back to the right. 60s. So, so let, where, let's go and, back to explain what, what, what Disney gained, okay? When Walt Disney bought all this land around Orlando, I mean, he basically bought, I mean, it was like about 40 square miles, it was bigger than than part of the. It was bigger than a whole county. Okay, I mean, he really owned like Central Florida, you know, like right there. And so, one of the things that he did is like, look, literally, I own this entire land, and literally, any taxes that I would pay would just go back to. For I mean, me. I mean, what are we, you know, when we're talking about property, you know, the kind of taxes that go into like say fire and everything, whatever. The only resident and customer is me the disney corporation mm-hmm. and so they created this ready creek improvement district which basically um did the functions of of government I- inside all of the disney property fire road construction whatever they basically had to fund it um it has to you know adhere to certain you know to laws and stuff and whatnot. They contract police, co- they pay for police to be done by uh, uh, the larger county that sits outside. The, wh- wh- you know, I think it's Osceola or Orange. But it basically made it that it was a lot simpler for certain, you know, uh, for example, for like zoning and stuff like that, because it was like, well, it's, you know, it's all Disney property. So uh, they were like, okay, I mean, they didn't want to be held up with a zoning meeting. At, at 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 the county, whatever. So it's really simplified a lot of things for Disney. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and there's about I saw that there were like six special districts like that in the state of Florida. So he he hid this under the mantle of well, we're going to eliminate all that were uh, 
created prior to the state constitu constitution that was adopted in 1968. Um, but by the way, they're not even being phased out until sometime in the middle of 2023. But, but again, another one of these issues where he is creating something to get some attention, but may not be actually doing anything. Apparently, a couple of people are pulling that the only way to dissolve that is like it, uh, the voters of the area need to vote to get rid of it. Here's the mm. one thing about Reddy Creek. The only residents of Reddy Creek that have vote, that can vote, are Disney employees. Okay. And, and I mean, literally, there's like a small group of them that actually live on there. And so they would, if they don't vote to dissolve it, it can't be dissolved. So this is more, again, where he creates a fight over something. You know, they, but, they but, create look, a look. shadow enemy. They make it public. It's like, we're going after Disney. But then it's shown that it's it really is just, you know, all, you know, oh, what was the word? Kayfabe. Right, because uh, because one of the one of the things that's been brought up is if this did happen, the actual result would be to actually raise taxes on a bunch of residents in the area and stuff like that. Right. Well, here's the thing: there are there's a bill there's several billion there's like I think a billion dollars worth of because they were able to issue uh, bonds, but they have to pay for them. Mm -hmm. Well, they were like the bonds would wind up being owed by the taxpayers of the surrounding area then. <laughs> it was, I mean, look, this thing is stupid. Well, for and I, years, I think you listen, and, yeah. for years, number of people have questioned this related to Disney and it had never gotten anywhere because every time people analyzed it and they came down, well, it, what is the, what, what is the net result of this? Are we truly benefiting or it, it, they never got all the way down the road? And the analysis they did showed, you know what? If we did this, it might wind up costing other people more. This doesn't make any sense. Let's forget it, you know. And so never get, get never got past that. Somebody said, like somebody said today, the thing about this is is again is why he's doing it. Not that there may might not be a valid reason to do this. And it, it, it and it's like you know, it's like the whole thing about looking through books and figuring out which ones are the best ones for. For schooling or what the best message is. It's just it's just that everything is not being done with any Well, and I, I think that. you I think you mentioned on our convergence corner Slack, correct me if I'm wrong, that even like the book thing where it's choosing which books like yes. it, it it's not it's not their decision anyway. Like the individual school yeah, districts can half, still do whatever yeah, they want. Correct. Apparently half, uh, you know, th they can only control half the books. The other half are totally district discretion. So it, it it's just again this is all just man I mean the the guy is just creating all of this fucking kayfabe kayfabe Am I, something I, yeah yeah I say it right yes it's the fake wrestler thing fake wrestler thing yes this is what he's doing and he's actually being very good at it can I just say well and and that's one of the things and well, uh, let, here let me let me let me go another one look the the one of the abor the, the abortion law that he signed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
you know, I think it's uh, limiting to 19 weeks, right? Something like, I think it was 19 weeks that he limited to. Here's the uh, one I, thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 19 weeks. Okay. I, for, I forget. I re- just saw reporting that it was going to be matching some of the restrictions and some of the other. No, it's already states. been passed. It was, yeah. it, it was, uh, 19 weeks, whatever. No, it, it wasn't as tough as some other places. Amazing. Uh, oh God. Now you got a bore. Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it's 19, 15 weeks, 15 weeks. Okay. Here's the thing about this again. In reality, you know, it's more kayfabe because I looked up the how many abortions actually happen after the 15th week. It's a tiny amount of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so once again, he is taking something that isn't an issue and, you know, creating a whole theater about it. Well, and it's not like this isn't a standard playbook. I mean, remember, there were all these discussions about late-term abortions, which are even later than that. Partial birth! Yes. And whereas, like, the, first of all, tiny, tiny numbers, and also only in really extreme circumstances, like, those things were not just happening because the, the the mom who was eight months pregnant suddenly decided not to have a baby anymore. Yeah, these exactly were, right. The, these were cases where there were rare. severe medical problems with the baby uh, that were a danger to both the child and the mother, usually. Right. You know? and, and nevertheless, big blown up issue over it. I mean, almost all, fr- frankly, almost all of these, you know, culture war things are blowing up little tiny things into huge issues where, you know, and I recognize this part of it is just like, you know, what is acceptable in the world and they object to it, but like they're taking things that I, and another example is the trans athletes thing. Like, oh God, we're talking about really, really, really tiny numbers of people that affect almost nothing. And we're usually talking about high school sports and things like that, that really in the grand scheme of things don't, don't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, and I remember the, the, the governor of Utah or something like vetoed a law on that say, and part of his statement about that is this law would affect four kids or I forget the exact number, but it was less than five, some tiny number of kids. And he's like, this is ridiculous, you know? And these are just kids wanting to like do some stuff, you know? And, um, and and this is a common pattern. I mean, you know, it's take, take the isolated example and act as if that was typical and try to get people all upset about it. This guy is playing the playbook to, to maximum effect, I mean, I, I I have to say, and uh, which is why sometimes I get like, uh, do we really uh, argue with these people about this? I mean, what's the point of getting into these when well, all the, we're the doing pro- is the problem is, and, and I agree with you. Like, some there's just no good faith there. How do you have a real argument? But right. on the other hand, if you leave the field and don't counter it. Then all well, of the low information is, out, voters just believe it all. Listen, listen. But the thing is, is how to counter it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that maybe not taking on each one of these and creating a big ruckus about this 
is that. Okay. Like I said, my new slogan for the Democrats, which I, I, I said, I want, I, I think I'm going to order some t-shirts, Democrats, which does not match it crazy. Period. That's it. All you got to do is like list some of the shit that they say. Just tell them, hey, you know what? We are, you know, uh, you know, we don't believe that there are pedophile rings running out of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. You know, we don't, you know, we're, we, you know, all just list the stupid shit that they. Well, and one of, one of the things, one of the things. Hey, that's it. Yeah, you know, one of the, one of the things that like Democrats have been criticized over and over and over again on a lot of this stuff is that their response seems to always be like they're coming from some sort of defensive crouch, right. you know. And it's like, and it's academic, and it's like a defensive crouch. Yeah, yeah, like even like you know on the on the sort of um, CRT in being taught in schools and the laws against that, you know, the, I, I think. I've said this on the show before, like there was so much response from Democrats of like CRT isn't taught in schools. CRT is a law school theory, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, that, that it, I, it, true, but it's not effective as a response because what they've clearly done is redefine the term to be any discussion of race that makes them uncomfortable. Exactly. Look, you know who I want? I want James Carville back in charge of messaging. Can I just say that? Because the guy is a master at it. And if we were back at, at this, we would be in this fucking shit show. Because it, it is, like he said, it's the fucking economy stupid. It's our health stupid. And it's your education stupid. It's just that simple. Well, but you, yeah. I, I oh, mean, oh, oh, and it's your freedom too. Well, and and Carvel, there was there was the state senator who went off this week. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if all of you have heard it, but basically, someone accused her of of being a uh, a groomer, and she groomer. went off on them. And you know, it, it's long. And Yvonne on our Convergence Corner Slack uh, criticized it for being too long. Uh, but Carvel himself said we should all be doing something like this because the main thing that she did. For, forget the length was just she she responded she responded to it she responded angrily and with passion and emotionally and basically said yes you're full of shit um and no i am a good person i am this i am that and you are not and you are being hurtful and you are blah, blah, blah. And, and calling them out and directly confronting it rather than sort of like you said, hiding from it or responding academically or whatever, it was about the emotion. And this was one of the things that Democrats do over and over and over and over again. They try to argue on the facts. Right. Which, okay. Fuck the facts. But it's not the facts that are moving people and getting people passionate. It's the emotion surrounding it. And you sort of have to, you have to figure out how to engage that and, uh, and part of it is part of it scaring people sometimes. Yes, sometimes it involves scaring people, but it also like, you know, when, when they come after and say like, you know, you're trying to indoctrinate us about gay people, blah, blah, blah. The answer isn't necessarily, no, we're not. We're not trying to indoctrinate you. We're not trying to convert your kids. It's, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Right. 
like just come out and defend it and be like strong about it. And like, cause if you even start saying, no, 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 we're not trying to convert your kids, blah, blah, blah. And and they're not trying to convert the kids. That's stupid. That's idiotic. That's not how it works. But you know, you're sort of, you're, you're sort of validating their argument at all. You're sort of. My, my point is that the messaging needs to be simpler, crisper, and angrier. Yeah, and instead of like engage, instead of like engaging them in 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 in, in like you in a debate in a rational. If debate, you're arguing that's irrational, if you're arguing the freaking definition of something, you've already lost. Yeah. Yep. 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 You, you know, and, and part of it is is. You know, we mentioned when we were talking about like the Republicans falling in line between behind Donald Trump because he was winning. This is the one thing that Democrats have are incapable of. It seems like is sort of consistent messaging coordination, like making sure everybody's on the same page and not squabbling amongst themselves and things like that. Um, And you need some of that too. You need some sort of consistency where you know your whatever response is going to happen to the nonsensical Republican message of the day, you know, you can, you can hammer home and, and, and push and, and in some sort of valid way. And it, it just like the Democrats are so bad at this and, and some of it is from the top, you know, Biden is not the greatest in terms of really pushing and, you know, and he's not a dynamic speaker, you know, uh, he, you know, o- Obama was visiting and he's doing this disinformation thing right now. And I'm like, I, I miss him so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, there, there were, you know, uh, somebody the other day, some Republican was like, you know, uh, so, you know, when Biden visited the White House, he's like, see, this proves that Biden was, you know, that Obama is really in charge all along. And I'm like, God, I only wish he was. <laughs> You know, I, Biden's okay, but he ain't no Obama, no. you know, and like Obama had his problems too. I mean, not like there's no like pie in the sky glowing saint here. Um, but, you know, Obama had the charisma and the ability to sort of uh, message in a consistent way. And, and look, Republicans hated him too. I mean, you can, you can argue and we have before that like, part of what made the Republicans go insane was the election of Obama. They just could not stand seeing a black man there, but I, I, I you know I, what I, I want, I, would... I want a younger black, you know, I want a younger, uh, minority person with a, the combination of charisma that Clinton and Obama had, but there's gotta be something in there about what Clinton brought to the table. Well, without, and, and... without the banging of the interns. Okay. Yes. Well, and this is one of the Democrats' problems right now, too, is like, where is that bench right now? And, and here's the problem. And and, I, and this is what, and, and the problem is that, that there isn't there. Because some of the young people that are more more, more known, like, for example, as like AOC and some of those, honestly, to a lot of people, they come off at haughty, uppity, lecturing, you know, people. And they, they just, they are well, not that likable. Well, look, I can tell you, even on that, even on that, like, right, you know, I, I see a lot of potential in somebody like an AOC, but she's still very green. She's got lots and lots to learn. She's got to, she's got to figure out like, 
uh, how to balance ideals versus reality. I mean, you I guess can't Sanders have, has never no, learned that, but no, listen, the, the, but that's it's but it's the same problem that Sanders has that she has. Yeah. None of these people can be a unifier if they attack people directly that are on their side just because they are like me, you know, that oh, we 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 are in a business in a company. That is not winning. That mm-hmm. is that is awful losing. That you know what this shit is Mondale style shit. Yeah, I, th- th- this is this is a key too. I mean, we've got all of the the in or, Democrats need somebody who comes from the purple side of things. Right. And I I know this is this is coming from somebody who's kind of purple and who is more moderate than others. But the thing is, if you are going to win, you you have to be. You have to figure out how you can appeal to the people who aren't your core base. Um, and I, I mean, I know that the, yeah, the argument comes up every couple of years. Okay. But you can balance this with turnout. If you just get all the young people to actually vote, they're if not you just up. get these people to you know, come out, the, the people, bullshit. they're not fucking showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, it may be true that if, if, you know, we had a hundred percent mandatory voting that the Democrats would have an advantage, but we don't, we don't, and lots of people don't vote and lots of people are never going to vote. And, th- you know, and so yes, encouraging those people to vote does matter, but also con- convincing those wishy-washy people in the middle matters too. And you have to do both. Um, but like it, especially with the, and I don't know. I, I honestly like the closest. The reason Biden won this last time was he's the closest the Democrats had to that. Right. And do you see unification happening after that? Do you see a bunch of Republicans sort of say moderating? No. No. You know. So I don't know. But like, there's nobody ready to like. People keep talking about well, you know, what happens if Biden doesn't run, or what happens if Biden's health deteriorates, or you know, who in on the Democratic side could like step up? Uh, you know, and look, I was a big fan of Kamala Harris, but I think you know what I saw in the polls prior to her pulling out was like, yeah, you know, would she win? No, probably no. not. Um, and I look at who else, I mean, Sanders recently said if Biden wasn't going to run, he would run again. And I'm like, no, please. No, you know, uh, who, and I, I so desperately want like to move on to the next generation, <laughs> you know, let's, let's get some young blood I in mean, here. Like how old is freaking Bernie Sanders right now? But yeah, but at the same time, you look at the next generation down on the Democratic side, and there's no one with the profile. There's no one with the uh, the, the the just overall strength and, uh, and and following, and you know, and and maybe that could be developed. But there's no natural candidate. I mean, what are you going to boot it edge? I don't know. You know, Harris. I think it, it, they're all. There, there are a bunch of possibilities out there, but I feel like they're all half-baked. They're not quite there yet. Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're, they're definitely half-baked, all right. So, okay. I, I, I sort of, we sort of went back and forth there, and I, I we weren't really doing How many topics topic. did we do? I don't I, know. I don't know. Like, and we kept shifting, and it was sort of like, it's just where the conversation went rather than one or the other of us picking a topic. So let's go ahead and take a break. 
And uh, then we will, uh, maybe we'll go back to one of us picking a topic and see where we go from there. Back after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff! Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! No! Five bucks a month? No! No! Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Curmudgeons Corner! That's really mean, isn't it? Because I hate Curmudgeons Corner. But I really do! And we are back. And we are back! Okay, enough, Alex. Okay, enough, Alex. Anyway, um... So, Yvonne, who so should Yvonne, pick a topic next? Who should pick a topic next? Yes, Yvonne. Uh, Ukraine. Ukraine, yes. Um, so where where are we? I mean, I guess, um, you know, the, we, we had uh, the Russians pull out of Western Ukraine. We are Ukraine. on the 58th day of the three-day invasion at this moment. Yeah, and so supposedly the Russians are really now concentrating on the east and starting to go on the offensive. Um, the U.S. government has said what they've seen so far isn't really the full offensive started, but the the Russians sort of increasing bombardment and things like that to soften up the areas they might go into. Uh, if you look at the maps that are coming out daily, the Russians have gained a little bit of ground, but it's just a little bit of ground. Uh, meanwhile weapons systems are pouring into Ukraine from the West. Um, and, uh, you know, Obama announced another $800 million worth of stuff today. And, uh, there was more earlier in the week as well. Uh, and, and so there we, there we are. Um, it seemed like it's, it's been kind of static for the last week or so, but we're still sort of, any point theoretically the russians could do a big push this talk of them trying to accomplish whatever they're going to accomplish by may 8th in time for some parade in moscow um they're they're look look how good could it be going so how many you know i don't have a list in front of me but it seems like every other day some day, random russia russian important person has supposedly committed suicide. Yes, that's also happening too. 
Well, I mean, not all of there's some that are suicide. There are some that are or, heart or, attacks. Or, 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 or well, uh, okay, heart attacks, suicides. It, well, I mean, there's some guy killed seen... in killed in Spain. You know, that was and, clearly and, and, not and, a and, and cleared all his family. I mean, you know, I mean, come on, you know, nobody is that prone, accident prone. I didn't know that being Russian and rich meant that, you know, Jesus, your rate of like suicide and heart attack was like, you know, that high. Well, and, and also the, the, some of the reporting today, there was, uh, Putin was on a video today um, where he was talking about um, uh, what, what's it? Maripol or whatever. That, yeah, whatever the, the fuck the town is called. I can't pronounce it. Yes. Yes. Anyway, the, the, basically, the Ukrainian defenders are down to all being in one sort of steel plant in the city. Uh, and there are a bunch of civilians there too, as well as the military. Uh, and Putin came out to basically say, hey, we've got them cornered. We're not going to do an all-out assault to get rid of these last folks. There's no point in it. We're just going to seal it off. They can't do anything to us. We're not going to let anything in or out. Um, and But people were pointing out that on that video, he didn't look too great. Mm. You know, and, and this is all like, this is all the old Kremlin, Kremlinology stuff we used to hear about like, oh, we saw a picture of them at the parade and they looked a little sick. And, you know, so we're starting to hear that kind of stuff about uh, Putin because we're not getting real information. So people take little things like that and are speculating based on it. And I, I don't know that there's any real issue there, but like, apparently he, he sat with a weird posture and was holding his hands in a weird way for this 15 minute video. Okay. Um, but meanwhile, you do have, uh, there was one of the rich Russians who actually came out with a fairly strong statement against the war uh, in the last 48 hours. Uh, we'll see if he ends up dead as well. I don't know, but uh it does seem like there, there is an undercurrent of stuff in Russia of like, maybe this isn't actually going this well. Maybe it's a mistake, but Putin's still in a really strong position. The people saying this kind of stuff are ending up dead or in jail. They're not right. like setting up for a coup. Um right. You know, and, and maybe there'll be a surprise and something will change. But like at the moment, you know, you don't see that. Now, the, the thing that we keep sort of hearing is, well, maybe Putin's setting up to just declare victory no matter what is going on. Like, uh, try to consolidate as much territory as he can before May 8th or whenever it is. Um, and then just say, we won. And I mean, that, I, mean I, I believe he's been setting up for that like the entire time. Yes. But at the same time, um, there is this massive amount of more and ever more advanced weapons being brought into Ukraine at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I see here is, um, look, uh, unless Putin goes and and calls for uh, a peace or withdraws, um, I mean, this is gonna, this is dragging out, 
longer as as long as the supply of weapons is coming in because the Ukrainians are not going to give up because they've seen what the Russians are doing and at this point there isn't it's not like anybody there giving up is like oh yeah we're we're going to be okay no what what they're guaranteed is to be apparently basically executed and so um so i i think that the 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 one thing that uh you know I, I'm just, you know, people keep talking about the Russian push and the Russian push and what's coming and whatnot. I, I keep questioning how many supplies they have left to to continue engaging at the level that they have been. Because they had to pull back from the West to be able to sustain what they were doing in the East. That's just a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... If they are hit by more advanced weapons along this, plus using up their their stores, um, I, I just don't know that they have that much more that they can sustain the barrage at this level. Well, um, and the, the sustain is is a critical part of the question, right? I mean, because from the reports that I see, they've still got. A lot of people, a lot of equipment. I mean, it's down from where it was. I've seen estimates as low, well, as much as they've lost like 20% of what they started with. But that still leaves 80, right? Um, So you could potentially do a lot with that, especially if it's concentrated in a smaller area than it was before. But again, how long can you sustain it? How much can the Ukrainians defend? Can the Ukrainians continue to impose the kind of damage that they have been on the Russians? Um, There are a lot of unknowns there. I mean, the, the continuous supply of new and better weapons from the West into Ukraine uh, raises the possibility that maybe the Ukrainians can keep it up and can outlast the Russians. Uh, it's, it's unclear, but, um, you know, I, I think we're certainly at the point where part of the case that Zelensky is making to the West is we don't just need you to supply enough for us to slow down or halt the Russians. We we need enough to push them out of the fucking country. We need enough to win. We need right. to win yep. outright yep. and, and yes, push them out of the country. Um, and it, going back to where we were right before the most recent Russian invasion probably isn't good enough. You want more than that. Yeah, and no, it's, and it's within the realm of possibility now, depending on what kind of support comes from the West, uh, you know, and, and, you know, so far the West has been amping it up every, you know, every week has been more than before. And even the reluctant countries like Germany are sort of saying, uh, okay, maybe, <laughs> you know, um, no, the Germans actually this week, the German minister had ordered production of certain things to, to ramp up and had ordered cer- certain plants to ramp up production of certain supplies to be able to give them to uh, the Ukraine uh, at, at the moment, the Ukraine, Ukraine. Okay. Because that, that's not correct. Uh, you know, pronunciation. So no, the. About that. no, the, um, and so, um, so that's been happening. And, and the one thing is that they are getting more advanced 
weapons in general, even from everybody else, they're getting armor personnel carriers. There were like today I saw a report that a whole bunch of helicopters that had been tagged originally for Afghanistan are going to be shipped over there. They're getting, um, you know, more aircraft. They're getting our, you know, personnel carriers, tanks. They're getting all sorts of weapons now, not just, you know, the type that originally are the ones that really uh, held back uh, the Russians from being able to. to and, and part part of the U.S. announcement I mean, today was that uh, they're getting shipments of drones from the U.S. Right. Air Force that are specially configured to meet the needs of the Ukrainians. Exactly. It's like got and, some and, new name that's like. And, not- and Vladimir is like shaking his, you know, his whatever. You know, like launching that that stupid missile that he did today or whatever. But, you know, one thing I was thinking about this today. Although, apparently, uh, just, just to be clear, from the reporting I've seen, that was underway for a long time. Western no, 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 folks I were know, not I surprised know, by it. It was. No, no, know. no. It, yeah, no, I, I get that. But, but even the U.S. stopped some of that testing in order not to exacerbate tensions. Okay. Right. There was a Minuteman 3 test that we were going to do, and we decided to cancel in order not to do that. So he decided to do this even in the face of. The fact that this is, you know, uh, saber rattling. But uh, the one thing that I that uh, that I was reminded is that, look, back in the war in Afghanistan, we poured just about everything in there. It didn't start a freaking nuclear war. The, the Russians were basically battling against the Afghans, just like they're battling against the Ukrainians. And we poured, you know, we gave them every damn weapon and everything that they that, that we that we could like, you know, reasonably get, you know, to the resistance so we did that before we we did this you know forever to start a damn nuclear war so his threat right now of this is complete bullshit they're not gonna do it it's just he's just not gonna do it now he's trying to intimidate everybody right now with it but you know i mean but that's about one of the few cards that he has in his hands at this point so i'm like right now all for just give the ukrainians every freaking weapon that they need give them everything and with the right weapons, you know, considering how shitty and old the equipment the Russians have, they should be able to 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 push these fuckers back home. What what about the argument that pouring weapons in just prolongs any conflict? <laughs> Tell that to all the people that that are dead in like were the places that 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 the Russians invaded. I mean, they basically did, you know, the author of the book that I read, Iron Curtain, the other day was looking at in, in detail. right? Applebaum. Yeah. He's looking at detail of what the hell the Russians did in the north, the northern part of, of, of Kiev. And what she said is like, what the fuck, man? They did the exact same shit they did 70 years ago. It's the exact shit. It's like their tactics haven't changed one bit. So why would you expect them to do anything different? It was by the book exactly the same. So there is no reasonable expectation that that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, they haven't shown. I mean, look at what they did in Mariupol, for God's sakes. They basically just bombed the place to bits indiscriminately. They didn't care one whit about anything. You know, normally I've been very sympathetic to the idea that when there is a local conflict, pouring weapons in on either side of the conflict just serves to prolong the conflict. And the the best thing to do is just like 
stop weapons from entering the con the combat zone entirely. And one way or another, the conflict will peter out because they can't fight anymore. But I think this is an example where you see that's always going to be asymmetric. Like you exactly. know, the, the Russians aren't going to stop pouring in nope. from their side. No. So like you, you can't like if, if it truly you can't was just leave the other people defenseless just to get slaughtered. Yes. If, if you really had a, a situation where there was some sort of war going on and you had two different proxies pouring weapons in and you could stop all inflow of weapons into that area then, on all then sides. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Th- I totally then maybe, agree. But, may, but that's not the situation you have but, here. No, it's um, not. I, I mean, it really does seem like you have a situation where you have one side that is fundamentally malicious and yes, evil. You know, and so it's irresponsible to do anything other than fight against that and do do. And look, I had some sympathy when this thing started about, okay, there are a lot of Russian conscripts who don't want to be there, et cetera. They're being forced into this, too. Um, And I, I still do for the people who are in that situation. But the more and more we've seen reporting on this, the. The Russian troops there are incredibly first of all they're the ones on the ground committing the war crimes yes you know it it looks like they probably have orders from above but they're doing it whether they were conscripts or not and i'm sure there's some russians there who are trying not to do anything and just wish they were home and i feel sorry for them but it looks like the huge majority of these troops were actively doing what they were told to do including the things that were you know obscene crimes against civilians. And so my level of sympathy has dropped considerably, (laughs) you know, at at this point, it's like, yeah, you you have to push these people out the, uh, you know, and, and yes, the Ukrainians have been exceptionally good at propaganda from their side. And I understand some things are, probably a little bit of an exaggeration that we're seeing, but at the same time, you know, you've had objective people go in there and, and report from the ground and see what's going on. And, and, you know, I, I believe most of it, you know, are there exaggerations here and there? Of course there are. It's, I'm sure that I'm sure there, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. And, And, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for the Ukrainians. You know, Um, but we still potentially have a long way to go here. Uh, I know, you know, you've predicted it won't last very long. I think there are a lot of reasons to think that you're probably right. Uh, But I keep seeing people say that there are ways that this could maybe not at the same level of intensity, but in one way or another, this could drag out for a long, long time. Yeah, I know. It's definitely possible. So, okay. Uh, I guess that was your topic. Do, do, do I get one, and then we wrap it up? Maybe. Okay, one more. We could wrap. One, up. one more. What, what do I even want to say? You know. Okay. Um, let's talk. Let's talk again about inflation and such. But I also want to tie it to the prospects in elections and what's going on. Uh, Because 
like we have this election going on in France and it looks like Le Pen peaked and is going back down. And so hope, you know, it looks like she's not going to win at this point. Although you never know, she could pull something out, but I saw a number of things there that like a big factor in that election was quite simply inflation, fear of immigration, all this usual stuff, but primarily economic and inflation and prices are going up and blah, blah, blah. And people are concerned about that and screw all the other issues. You see that in polls of the U.S. as well, is that you know, with everything else going on, you know, lots of people are just like, yeah, 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 but inflation. Um, and so you have the prospect of, you know, like in, in, in the U.S. midterms, in various countries across Europe, et cetera, you, you have the prospect of sort of right-wing forces winning simply because the non-right-wing folks are in charge now and there's inflation, so they blame whoever's in charge and boom, end of story. What, what, what are your thoughts on this whole picture? Well, I mean, this isn't that different from the last election that was hap- that happened in France. Well, and all the, the and you, you mentioned Carvel. It's the economy, stupid. Does anything yeah. else really matter? Is it just like economy's good, incumbents win, economy's bad, incumbents lose, done? It, it, it is kind of like that, isn't it, uh, to a certain extent? Uh, but but what I will say is that uh, the, you've got inflation, but at the same time, that an economy that is good. And so it, it's 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 not as clear as in some other places. But but look, the reality is that the polls show that if if she wins, it would be an upset. Okay. Yeah, and this just to be clear, she pulled close to even, but still behind a little bit, but very, very close a few weeks ago. But since then, has been dropping again. Uh, the last like model I saw had her at about a ten percent shot of winning. Uh, so that is a long shot. But just to remember, you know, two thousand sixteen, Donald Trump, it was about a fourteen percent chance of winning, and he pulled it off. So it's not right. Im- exactly. It's, it's not, not impossible. impossible. It's not impossible, but. But definitely, um, but it's, look, it's it's kind of amazing how some of the same issues that we have in the U.S. between urban and rural um, are are in play, Uh and race, and immigrants, and a a whole bunch of the same things, culture, culture stuff, for example, how, I mean, over here, we're talking about CRT and all this other made-up bullshit. Uh, Le Pen was, like, saying she was going to ban the the, the, the headscarf thing, the, the, right, whatever it's called. What the hell is it called again? The headscarf. Okay, that thing. Anyway. Yeah, she was going to ban those and stuff like that. It just seems like it's kind of the same damn playbook. Uh, well, it's the the message that Obama was saying today that it, it's it's it, it's not so much you know arguing any points or whatever. It's just it's just it's just flooding the 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 the, the streets with sewage. Just to confuse everybody, it's just muck. You know any message that you say, I I could come over here and explain what Bannon, the hell's been Bannon's going on quote, about Bannon's quote that uh, Obama was riffing on was flood the zone with shit, uh, mm-hmm. and that the the basic idea of quote unquote misinformation 
was not to make people believe anything. It was to make it so they didn't know what to trust and didn't trust anybody. And then that, exactly. makes, them more, that makes them easier to manipulate for whatever you want. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's pretty much it really. What happens to this whole thing? Look, I, I can, I can talk to I'm blue in the face to explain, you know, all the factors, you know, that, that have happened over the last, you know, several years that that created this this scenario with this inflation spurt that we've had, like right now, um, you know, but but people are like, you know, well, why didn't Biden just fix it? Well, and yeah, and, and Biden like, doesn't necessarily you know, help by like he, he, he's trying to blame it on Putin and calling it the Putin price increases and stuff like that. Well, it, part it started of it with, is, well, part of, no, part of no, it is, listen, but the trend is, started well uh, before uh, him. Listen, yes. they're a big part of the spike right now. That is the one that people are really, really seeing is, is, is gas is, prices. Is, and is it was related prices. to that. Yes. 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 But so, like, so that's but the not, over, but the and, overall, and the that most yeah, people, I, I know, but the, it's, listen, it's, that's it's, the one that was getting the most play on everything. I, I, I understand that, My but it God, seems, but it seems know? disingenuous when he says it that way, because you know, you can look at charts and see that listen, it started well before that. Talking so. about, you know, we're trying to talk about simple messaging and whatever. Yes, everybody's yes. fucking, you know, you're doing the same thing. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. he, he, I mean, you know, they're trying to blame him for it, and he's and he's blaming... trying to get the simple message. I just think it's not. The yeah, right and, and, yeah, yeah, but but you know, their message. I mean, it, it's like you're you're saying, well, he needs to argue per, a perfect argument back to this. No, no, he does not. You're bullshit. right. You're right. I mean, come on. But but and 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 this is where also they're like. Yeah, the whole argument of yes, there's inflation, but the economy is strong. Uh, they're trying, they're just failing. And so what I look at this and I, you know, I've been pessimistic for a long, long time, like, you know, but ever, ever since the Democrats clearly weren't going to get their act together. I think you you did predict like Trump was going to win reelection, right? Uh, Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay, but he so did not. He, he he did not. Um, that's what I'm saying. So you've been pessimistic. So we're going back pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. I've been pessimistic for a while, and and luckily I was, you know, I was incorrect on several factors in 2020, and I I believe I I predicted <laughs> t- uh, Trump was going to win, even though my election graph stuff said he wasn't going to, or at least his uh, <laughs> his, his chances were low. Um, but um, I, I I thought he'd pull it out just like he did in 2016, but um, uh, d- against the odds, but uh. Yeah, no, I've been pessimistic for a while. I've been like, you know, they're, the Democrats are going to lose the House, they're going to lose the Senate, and they're setting themselves up to lose in 2024, whether it be to Trump or to DeSantis or whoever. Uh, and we're in for a really rough ride over the next few years. Um, and I, I'm frankly looking for, you know, what what are, you know, here the Democrats or, you know, I, it looks like Macron's going to pull it out. So good for France, I guess. Um, here's what I will tell you that I remember that it, it, when Obama won his first term, we, it, there was a lot of pessimism about his reelection. Yeah. It was really bad. His poll numbers were bad. The economy had taken a while to recover and it wasn't really up until like the, the, the period before the election when it just happened. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and stopped. You know what? You know, you're right. He did do a pretty decent job. 
Yeah. And and honestly, I feel better about 2024 than I do about 2022. I feel like it's almost too late for 2022. Uh, But we'll, you know, there is still more to come, right? Like we may have uh, a reversal of Roe versus Wade, which might be a Republican overreach that causes Democrats to gain some ground. I don't know. But like, um, yeah. But what what I'm saying is like about this whole thing is that um, that it's, some of these things, I, I still believe, you know, we're looking at the short term. We we had this problem with inflation that had been spiked by certain things. And then, listen, this was a big shock, this fuel shock as well. You add that, you know, with this war that made it far more negatively present. So do you, th- you think it's going to get better enough in time for people who are economy only voters in 2022 or is that like I don't late? I don't know if it's going to be enough for 2022. I I don't know. Cuz I could I, easily I see by will, the time we get to 2024 things might be on the upswing again and the inflation under control. I, 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 I totally believe that that will be the case. And and I I do think that I because I've been one of the whole transitory nature of, of, of this inflation and that it it will it is I mean well gas prices are already starting to come down again let's be clear about this it's not like you know they stayed up they they have been trending downward and so um, you know I think that uh, the pressure on this will it will abate. Um, yeah, as the, the, the question goes. is timing, right? The question is, does it abate fast enough, and does it abate without a recession? And if there is a recession, how long does it last? And how? Well, my wife went today and still was in a meeting with the Chamber of Commerce here locally. And many people are still saying the same thing, that they were like desperate to hire workers and they couldn't find enough still at at this moment. So that still shows to me that the the demand for workers, uh, that that everything is still still high. I was seeing that um, average prices for like travel and hotel, are, are the biggest they've been. The airline industry just forecasted that this summer travel is going to be a blockbuster summer travel uh, season based on advanced bookings that they have right now. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things like that, that are, that are, that are positive indicators. Um, you know, taking away this whole thing this week that we talked about, uh, well, we didn't talk about, but that was talked about in the news uh, with Netflix, which I think is more, right. more a Netflix issue, uh, and a competitive landscape in the streaming space issue than an economy issue, which is just a freaking saturated, you know, market with all these damn streaming products right now, which basically make it, it, it as expensive, if not more than whatever the hell the damn cable bundle used to cost and, and, and CNN I, plus lasting like three weeks or whatever it did. I mean, yeah, uh, yes, it's going to last. Yeah, it's going to, they, they officially pulling the plug at the end of this month. Yes. I mean, it like, yeah, it, it's crazy. It lasted barely a month, a little over a month. I mean, I'm sorry. Who the hell is going to say when I saw the <laughs> announcement of CNN plus, I was like, the fuck wants this? Yeah. Like I could see 
paying a la carte for I just want live CNN without anything else. Right. I could I could potentially see that. I could see that. You tell me, hey, you gotta pay pay two bucks a month to have CNN added. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do that. Cause like I I'll tell you, I I, I get I have I have YouTube TV, but really I watch like three channels. If I could pay for those three channels and one of them is CNN, one of them is MSNBC, and then like I think our local channel for Jeopardy every once in a blue moon and and BBC News. Like so four channels that I've ever really watched on the thing ever. If I could buy those a la carte, I would happily do so at and you know and, and hopefully it would be cheaper than the whole bundle but of course the reason they don't do that is because it would be cheaper than the whole bundle that's right. um and um and, and so yeah but cnn plus i don't even know what the hell that thing is uh, sorry i've distracted you from what... your main point it, it, it's but, just but anyway but, but my point is that uh that that i i think that there's a lot of economic indicators that show just still a lot of robustness in the economy. Hell, even IBM was, was revenue grew 8% organically. Okay. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, so, but I think the, the one thing that people keep pointing out with regard to inflation is that while there has been some wage growth in this time period, wage growth still hasn't been as high as the inflation growth. So it's not keeping up. I don't think so that's true. I, I, I really don't. I've seen I, I, numerous people say that and show graphs. Why do you think it's not true? Because, because inflation has not hit people and, and wage growth has not hit people uniformly across the nation. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, almost everybody that I've seen that has been getting pay increases, they've been in the order of like 10, 20%. I mean, you know, I'm seeing all these places that raised minimum wages like fifteen to twenty dollars an hour, which is like twenty five percent. You know, I mean, I I have talked to a number of people, new jobs and whatever. The pay increases have been all substantial, not and, and, five percent. And, and you're not just talking about like top twenty percent. No, people. I'm you're talking about. about I'm talking about. Well. I'm talking about maintenance employees, property managers bartenders, you know, these kinds of jobs is what I'm talking about. Retail employees. I mean, you know, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about where I'm seeing those. And and they're telling me, well, that's not what what they're getting. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at the numbers. Well, that's what's happening. But there's another shift that's happening right now, which I tell you that that may be positive. Unionization. Mm. Yep. I mean, I've seen a lot of retail uh, employees in many places, you know, pushing for unionization and being successful in certain places as well. Um, and the two I the think... two biggest ones that have been in the news recently are <clears throat> my company and uh, Starbucks. Uh, you know, both of which have had recent successful unionization efforts that, in some cases, are still being fought, but these are the kinds of wins that labor hasn't seen in a long, long time. They haven't seen that in decades. I mean, literally. And so I think, um, that's a, that's a significant move. You know, I I know we're looking at, you know, we live in the coasts and we look at uh, real estate prices and the crazy things that they're doing in certain places like where we live. But 
look, it, uh, there was a chart I was looking at recently. Yeah, sure. Florida and certain places are real estate is going bonkers, but th- that's not what's happening in West Virginia or like, uh, you know, uh, Kentucky or any of these, any of these places. I mean, th- th- this is things, you know. Uh, yeah, you mentioned a couple weeks ago that uh, the Rust Belt, specifically real estate, was like a disaster. Yeah, it's just not, you know, that's it, 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 they they're not having that price surge. They're they're not having these some of these surges that we're seeing here in the coast. Yeah, fuel. I will tell you that the one that they say fuel is the one that everybody just uh, drove them crazy. But again, look. This entire thing, the supply chain disruptions that we're talking about from the pandemic, we're going to last two to three years. That really means into next year. I still believe that once a lot of this subsides, that these pressures will will go away. And I see employers being very, you know, still being aggressive about offering people more money. Mm-hmm. Period. And, and again, and that I, is happening consistently. And again, I'm trying to figure out the like the political ramifications potentially, and if it is really simply, you know, economy good, incumbents win; economy bad, incumbents lose. Then, depending on how the rest of this year plays out, you know, the Democrats may get absolutely crushed in 2022, but be in good shape again by 2024. Yep. I don't know. I, I, I hope that, you know, like you said, like there are lots of good trends right now, but poll after poll after poll have people feeling negative and insecure, even if you can point at any number of numbers that are going the right direction. Well, remember what, what, what was, uh, what was Steve Bannon's quote again? Flood the zone with shit. Exactly. That's what's going on, too. It's very hard to cut through it. Maybe that should be what you should name our episode. Uh, Hard to cut through? Yeah. Okay. Hard to cut through. There you go. That's the name of the episode. Done. Sold! (laughs) And with that, we should end the show. Yep. Okay. So, um, as usual, there are lots of things we didn't talk about. We may talk about some of them in future weeks. We may not. Um, in the meantime, uh, in order to get in touch with us, it's curmudgeons-corner. It is curmudgeons-corner.com. Um, I have managed to like make it through the show with my voice kind of still working. Okay. I actually, being animated for this, I feel slightly better than I did at the beginning of the show, but not great. But anyway, at curmudgeons-corner.com, you can find all the ways to contact us. Email, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of that stuff. Uh, you can find an archive of our old episodes, uh, and you can find a link to our Patreon where you can donate money to the cause to help with the expenses of the show and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, if you donate to, and I, I, I always almost forget to say, at various levels, we will mention you on the show, we will send you a postcard, we will send you a mug, all kinds of other stuff. As I mentioned before, if you are interested in actually having a spot on the show, um, I think there's some Patreon level that will get you that. But also, if you're interested, just just hit us up and we can talk about it. Uh, and if it's a, if it's a cause we agree with, we might just add it free, you know? 
and and you can replace me yodeling. Or charge you $100. There you go. $100. Per 10 seconds. Something. Yeah, something. something. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and, uh, and for $2 a month or more, or if you just contact us in any of the others, in any of the others, in any of the other ways and ask us nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and various other listeners are chatting throughout the week. So Yvonne, name like two or three things. No more than that. We don't need more than that. Two or three things that we talked about on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this week that we have not talked about on the show. Uh, one was that there was a, 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 a false alarm in Taiwan uh, <laughs> where they sent um, a Taiwan TV station apologizes after falsely reporting that targets near Taipei were hit by Chinese missiles and that, a ch- and, and that a state of emergency had been declared. The alarming messages were part of a drill with the fire department, the channel said, urging people not to panic. And what, basically what I said was, I'm sure that a lot of people went to change their shorts after that was on the news. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, so Bob you know, on our Slack pointed out that uh, this had happened in Hawaii a couple years ago, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I, I thought he said that it happened now. Yeah, I forgot about the, the Hawaii one. That was like with North Korea missiles when we were worried about those. Yeah. yeah, it was like right in the middle of one of the North Korea scares and the Hawaiian emergency alert system or whatever uh, put out an alert that there were mil- missiles on the way. Uh, yes. Okay. Good job. And so, uh, thank you. The, the next one is uh, in his, in an, in Tucker Carlson expanding his uh, universe announced oh. that in his new special on how to raise testosterone levels, and oh. Tucker Carlson's guest suggests testicle tanning using infrared light as a bromeopathic therapy. <laughs> I really hope he tests suntans his testicles to the point that they're sunburned and he's got to be like just just in pain for. A long, long time. Y- you know, every time I see clips <laughs> of Carlson or some of these other folks, it's just so ridiculous. And and like at least this kind of thing is like semi funny. <laughs> but the thing is, when you realize how much of it is just malicious and how many yeah. people believe yep. it, and you know, you want to laugh at this stuff, but then you realize. No, this is just really, really bad. I, I, I really want him to sun his balls and like really get him like all like just, you know, a sunburn on his balls. A response I heard when I heard this uh, was, yes, that's how to fortify American manhood is yes. increase the occurrence of testicular cancer. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Good job. Right. Good job. Good job. Uh, and lastly, an ecology professor theorizes that the Loch Ness next monster may just be a whale penis. Are there whales in Loch Ness? I don't think there are. I think that was the flaw in that. I, I, I don't know, but 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 I mean, is isn't I think isn't Loch Ness lake? may be connected is, to the. I, I I think Loch Ness may be connected to the ocean. Hmm. Uh. I mean, otherwise, I don't think that this would have made sense. Okay, let, let, let's check. Let's look at the map. 
It is a large freshwater lock in the Scottish Highlands. Uh, yes. It, 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 lock means lake, doesn't it? It's a lake. I don't, I don't it is yeah, not connected. It, it, there are no whales in there. This is the problem. As soon as I saw this thing, I'm like, okay, this okay, may so explain some sea monsters somewhere. But so, Loch Ness so is a freaking lake. There are no whales in I there. I thought it was a lake, too. I got confused. Okay, so anyway, so okay, so Kathy, you're wrong. Okay, all right, anyway. <laughs> all right, she's wrong about something. Okay, all right, so there you go. You, you know, uh, I think I think one of the things when people have been trying to figure out the Loch Ness monster forever, like part of what they've been trying to do are, are there any large animals in the lake of any sort? Any large fish? I whales, mean, whales, penis, like, you know, good, good. You know. I mean, people have been looking for large creatures in the lake of any sort. If if there were whales in there, they would have found the damn whales. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, large <laughs> creatures, yes. okay. Okay, uh, yes. And, and uh, the last story that I, I will share is, uh, speaking of batshit crazy stuff, oh, Ted God. Cruz warns, warns <laughs> Disney programming will soon depict Mickey and Pluto fucking. Like I said, it would be so funny if you didn't, if it wasn't that these folks, folks believe this crap. And I'm not saying Ted Cruz believes it. I think he's smarter than that. But there are lots of people out there who hear this stuff and believe, and believe it, it and think that, you know, dis yeah. I, I will say that I, I despise Ted Cruz and, and, and Tucker Carlson so much that those are two people that I, I might risk getting into jail for assault by, by punching their lights out. If you saw them. If I saw them in person, yes. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's just... And, and look... Or maybe I'm, I'll have a very hot coffee on me and I'll accidentally spill it on them. Not to get into the whole discussion again, but the thing that pisses me off about this whole discussion about Disney and, oh my God, Disney's woke and all this kind of stuff. First of all, Disney has been actually kind of slow on this stuff. I mean, in some areas, the, the, the whole objection to the law in Florida only came after employee protests Correct. and various employees have also talked about how... Uh, you, while Disney has included a few gay characters and such, they have routinely like said no to having prominent gay characters or having it like really visible. Um, you know, but basically all of these objections to woke culture in media like Disney and like Netflix and things like that. Uh, Cause I saw people complaining about like in response to Netflix, not doing well, there were a bunch of conservatives saying it's because Netflix is so woke and stuff like that. What they're objecting to is shows being produced that have characters that actually reflect the diversity of America or the world, you know? Right. And so that it's, you don't have all characters who are white and straight. So we just didn't, sh shouldn't just run reruns at a Dukes of Hazard. <sighs> Yeah, even the Dukes of Hazard had a couple token non-white characters. But yes, like, you know, so yes, you see Netflix flick series where they make a point of there are characters from a wide variety of backgrounds. And, you know, yes, there's some 
some that are not straight. Yes, there are some that are not white. Yes, there are you there now been shows with some various neurodivergent people of various sorts, you know, and and other sorts of variety that you see in real life in the country and in the world. Uh, you know, religion, everything else. And what these people are getting all worked up about is, yeah, you're sh- we're showing shows that show that these people exist and they're out there and they're a part of life and they're a big part of American life. And they're a big part, even bigger part of the world, right? And you're, and and they just can't get over the fact that, oh my God, you're throwing in like a gay person into this movie and how dare you shove that in my face and why are all there, these ethnic people here, you know? It's, come on. It just pisses me off. All right. Sorry. Well, well, all right. Well, I'm not going to say anything else to piss you off. That's That's the summary of my... Okay, we're done. We're oh, well, done. Well, there's one yeah. more. Well, okay, wait. one more. One more. Rudy Giuliani sings oh, "Bad to the Bone" on Best Singer as host Ken Ken Jeong leaves, saying, "I'm done." Yeah, and we 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 this it was in the news uh, like a month ago or something that they had taped this, and the guy and the host had walked out. Or one of the judges, I guess, walked out. But now it actually aired on TV, and now there are video clips out there of him doing this. It's it's pretty I mean, I, cringeworthy. I, I, I would have. I. I mean, he's awful, and and I would have done the same. I'm like, okay, I I can't. And he, and he can't sing either. He can't sing either. He can't do I, anything right. As as I mean, I you know, like I'm, I'm not saying I can sing. I can't sing. You, you know, I'm not like I would be good here, but like <laughs> bad but, to the bone. Nah, 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 nah. But yeah, he was he was bad. He was and, bad. Bad, and, really bad to the bone. And of course, this whole thing is part of like, you know, just having him on. That's why the judge walked off is not because he was good or bad. It was because it's Rudy Giuliani. And seriously, you're bringing him up here. But okay, we are done. Uh, Thank you for joining us for another Curmudgeon's Corner. Uh, We look forward from hearing from you. Uh, Stay safe. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye.